Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, hope starts to fade in Turkey and Syria as the death toll surpasses 21,000 and a humanitarian crisis unfolds with people looking for shelter and water in freezing temperatures. Turkey's president calls the devastating earthquake the disaster of the century. Tonight, CBS's Chris Livesay is in Turkey with stories of loss and of miracles. We were able to see the outlines of what appeared to be bodies who were sleeping in bed at the time this building collapsed. And right in front of me is a bag of children's toys. New pictures tonight of the FBI studying that Chinese spy balloon as the U.S. government reveals the aircraft had antennas and sensors for collecting communications. Southwest Airlines in the hot seat after that travel meltdown over the holidays. Let me be clear, we messed up. Campaign of deceit, our in-depth look at disgraced Congressman George Santos. New questions tonight about his possible involvement in an alleged Ponzi scheme. Female Top Gun, the all-women flight crew, kicking off this year's Super Bowl. And Burt Bacharach dies at 94. Remembering the legendary composer. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. There is breaking news that we are just getting in. CBS News has learned former Vice President Mike Pence 
subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating former President Donald Trump. We've got new details on that in just a moment. The other story that's making international headlines, North Korea showcasing the largest number ever of nuclear weapons in a parade and what the appearance of Kim Jong-un's daughter means about the future of the Kim dynasty. But first, desperation is setting in as the death toll continues to surge in Turkey and Syria. The race to find survivors has reached a critical point as temperatures fall and the vital 72-hour period has passed. Satellite images of the area show the scope of the devastation with before and after photos revealing the utter destruction of the landscape. It's hard to imagine, but the images from Syria are even worse. Nearly all the buildings in this before and after image being reduced to rubble. CBS's Chris Livesay is going to start us off tonight from the disaster zone in Turkey. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. We spent more than 16 hours today traveling across the disaster zone, meeting people like these. They've just lost their homes and now they have no place to sleep. This after four days of sifting through the through the rubble, looking for their friends, their relatives, their neighbors, hoping to find signs of life before it's too late. People's homes, people's memories, people's lives. In Turkey, more than 6,000 buildings crumbled or up in smoke amid more than 1,300 aftershocks. Many of them in corners of the country so remote, help is hard to come by. To see them, we head more than 200 miles east towards the frontier city of Adiyaman along a road littered with the aftermath of the earthquake and the faint glimmers of hope at what used to be an apartment building. We were just told that a 17-year-old high school girl is still alive beneath the rubble. She managed to message a friend of hers to tell her that. So rescuers are working bucket by bucket with their bare hands, piece by piece, trying to rescue her and anyone else who might still be alive. Her name is Sadet Koshkun. The text message said, I'm okay, come and help me, says her father. All I can do is wait. But that was four days ago. Since then, silence. Enough to hear a pin drop as rescuers listen for signs of life. Is there anyone who can hear me, they shout. Nothing, and it's back to digging. But rescuers continue to find life. An Israeli army team pulls a two-year-old from the rubble. And finally, we find American rescue teams on the ground in Adiyaman, confident there's still time to save lives. In many ways, it's even more dire in war-torn Syria, where today, four days after the earthquake, aid has finally arrived. But amid the freezing cold, shortages of food, and dwindling heating, the aftermath, warns the World Health Organization, could prove even more deadly than the earthquake itself. The WHO says that's because the earthquake disrupted basic distribution of things like water, food, fuel, electricity, communications. Simply put, Nora, when it comes to what people need more of here, it's absolutely everything. Incredibly dire. Chris Livesay, thank you for your reporting.
Now to that breaking news here in Washington tonight. Sources tell CBS News that former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed by the special counsel looking into former President Donald Trump's handling of classified documents and his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Now, this comes after months of negotiations, we're told, between Pence's lawyers and federal prosecutors. It is not clear at this hour tonight what special counsel Jack Smith wants to question Pence about. Here in Washington, also the extraordinary rebuke in Congress. The House today voted unanimously 419 to zero to condemn China for its newly uncovered balloon surveillance program. CBS's David Martin is at the Pentagon tonight with new details on the highly sophisticated spying equipment that was found on that balloon. As FBI evidence teams started shipping pieces of the balloon's wreckage off to the lab, U.S. officials said underwater pictures of the debris show the electronics it was carrying survived the fall from 60,000 feet, mostly intact. They already have a good idea of what divers will find because before the balloon was shot down, U-2 spy planes flew by it, taking high-resolution photos of what officials described as an array of antennas for intercepting communications. I am so angry. I want to use other words, but I'm not going to. You guys have to help me understand why this baby wasn't taken out long before. John Tester is the Democratic senator from Montana, where the balloon hovered over a field of 150 silos housing intercontinental ballistic missiles, apparently trying to listen in on the communications used for the command and control of nuclear weapons. I got a problem with with a Chinese balloon flying over my state, much less the rest of the country. Soon after the balloon was spotted in the sky. But what the heck is that? A U.S. official said it stopped hovering over the missile field and proceeded across the rest of the country, apparently abandoning its spy mission, but still communicating with controllers back in China. According to U.S. officials, China has a fleet of high-altitude balloons, which its military has used as a cheap alternative to satellites to fly over some 40 countries around the world. The search was suspended this afternoon because of rough seas, but officials say some of the parts already recovered have English writing and appear to have been manufactured in the West. The State Department is considering imposing sanctions on the maker of the balloon. Nora? David Martin at the Pentagon with that new information. Thank you. Southwest Airlines is back in the spotlight, this time on Capitol Hill, where lawmakers grilled the carrier over the major meltdown that left millions grounded during the holiday season. CBS's Nicole Killian has more on what the company and Congress plan to do to fix it. A trip to go home for the holidays turned into a travel nightmare for Hope Grandin and her boyfriend. We were not able to get to Memphis for Christmas. We were stuck in a hotel. Um, on the phone with family members, you know, crying. Faced with long hold times and a crashed app, the Seattle couple was among two million passengers impacted by a widespread Southwest Airlines disruption at the end of December. Let me be clear, 
we messed up. Chief Operating Officer Andrew Watterson told the Senate Commerce Committee the issue was caused by a cascade of problems, starting with a severe winter storm that impacted hubs in Denver and Chicago. That overwhelmed its crew scheduling system and network operations, and ultimately forced the airline to cancel nearly 17,000 flights. Can you guarantee that, that this won't happen again? We'll do everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. We won't spare any expense. But the head of Southwest Pilots Union said it's warning to the airlines when ignored. Its management did not listen to its pilots and frontline employees who saw this meltdown coming. Southwest says it has reimbursed more than 273,000 claims. <laughs> and returned every lost bag, except about 200 that are unidentified. Was their apology sufficient? Well, ultimately, it's going to be the customers that make that decision. While Texas Senator Ted Cruz said Congress should take a hands-off approach. I don't think there's a role for government uh, regulating fees, deciding how many drink coupons a customer gets. Committee Chair Maria Cantwell believes there's more Washington could do. We will be thinking of legislative uh, alternatives. We don't ever want to see consumers stranded for four days without options. Senator Cantwell says that may include strengthening consumer protection. Southwest is also making reforms. It cut executive bonuses because of the mishap. And tomorrow it will implement a new software fix to prevent another breakdown, which so far has cost the airline at least $800 million. Nora? Nicole Kelly on the Hill getting answers. Thank you, Nicole. Well, tonight embattled Congressman George Santos is facing new accusations and even more questions. Federal regulators have asked about Santos's involvement in a company behind an alleged multi-million dollar Ponzi scheme. Well, CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns has been investigating. New York Congressman George Santos is facing new questions about his work for a firm that allegedly perpetrated a $17 million Ponzi scheme. Were you aware that it was a Ponzi scheme, sir? No, man, no, I did not. You should so ask the doing. CEO of the company, not me. I have no Thank idea. You. That company is Harbor City Capital. Santos worked as the firm's New York regional director before it was alleged to be a classic Ponzi scheme and shut down by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Currently at Harbor City Capital, I manage a $1.5 billion fund. The SEC complaint did not name Santos, but CBS News has now learned investigators have questioned at least one potential investor Santos tried to recruit. I was so outraged. I was so upset. Attorney Tiffany Bogosian told us she went to middle school with Santos, where he went by George DeVolder and reconnected with him by chance three years ago. That's who I ran into at Starbucks. She later told him she'd settled a big case for a client, $2 million. She says Santos promptly invited her and her client to dinner. He asked for $300,000 principal investment and he essentially said, you know, every two to three weeks, there would be an allowance of, you know, two to three thousand dollars that would be paid out to the client. The client was not allowed to know what was being invested in at all. Her client didn't like the sound of it and turned down Santos's investment pitch. And we now know that that was a Ponzi scheme. It was all fraud. Santos is also facing criminal investigations into his campaign finances, a pet charity he ran, and a probe in Brazil over his use of stolen checks. And Nora, today, a group of House Democrats have filed a resolution to try to expel him from Congress, though that's unlikely to pass.
Caitlin Huey Burns with that new information. Thank you. And the CBS Reports documentary, Campaign of Deceit, the election of George Santos, premieres tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS News Streaming Net, the CBS Streaming Network. I got excited because I think it's going to crash. This is so interesting. <laughs> and on the CBS News app. All right, turning overseas, North Korea through a military parade showing off more intercontinental ballistic missiles than ever before. One weapon appeared to be a new solid fuel missile, which doesn't require liquid fuel to be launched. Dictator Kim Jong-un was there with his daughter, Kim Ju-ai, adding to speculation that she may be next in line to rule the so-called hermit kingdom. One of the most popular themes in science fiction is the idea of humans and robots coexisting in society. Well, with millions of funding from the National Science Foundation, the largest robot human experiment to date is looking to see if fiction can become reality. In tonight's Eye in America, CBS's Omar Villafranca shows us why the key to success has less to do with circuit boards and more to do with us. When they walk around campus, all the attention is on them. They're on four legs or four wheels. The robots roaming the campus at the University of Texas at Austin are part of a groundbreaking science and social experiment deep in the heart of Texas's robotics program. Social scientist Carrie Stevens and engineer Luis Sentis are both working on the project. You want to see how these programmable robots are interacting with non-programmable humans, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The spin that we're giving here is that we're not so much interested in a one-to-one -one interaction with that particular human. We're interested, interested in the interaction with the community. For now, the first assignment is to stroll through busy walkways delivering sanitizer and wipes. Soon, they may be able to communicate, giving directions and even tours. But researchers won't just be watching the robots. Are you going to be watching more the robots? or the people. We're going to watch both. And then that gives us a lot of feedback with how we might need to adjust the robots to make people more comfortable around them. Comfort is the key word. With the help of special cameras, the study will look at every reaction the people have, from body language and facial expressions to how they walk around the machines. What would a robot be like on a day-to-day -day basis if you're interacting with it every day? And that robot needs to be convenient to be around. Justin Hart is a UT computer science professor, and today he's in control of Spot, the largest and easily the most popular of the robots. Hi. Just taking Spot for a stroll garners the attention and data that scientists hope will make this five-year study a success. As robotics and artificial intelligence become more involved in our everyday lives. Moving these things into the wild, I expect to make lots and lots of discoveries about how people actually accomplish things and how to make these interfaces actually work. A step towards the future, four legs at a time. For Eye on America, Omar Villafranca, Austin. Coming up, a San Francisco neighborhood was rocked by an explosion today that flattened a house. We'll have details next. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus 
removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. With American Home Shield, you can protect your home and wallet from unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters or wonky thermostats. Now that's something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, go to ahs.com slash Wondery. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. An explosion rattled San Francisco's Sunset District today, destroying a home and shattering windows nearby. Fire officials say two people were injured, including a firefighter. The roof and upper floor of the home completely collapsed. Two neighboring homes were also heavily damaged. The cause of the explosion not yet determined. Burt Bacharach, a music legend who composed nearly 50 top 100 hits. He's died. You know all these songs. We'll look back at his remarkable career. That's next. Burt Bacharach, one of the most beloved composers of the 20th century, has died, leaving behind a string of hits for the ages. So good. Some of Bacharach's best-known songs, Walk On By, Do You Know The Way To San Jose, and I Say A Little Prayer, were huge hits for Dionne Warwick. Other songs were made famous in movies, Arthur's Theme, and this Oscar-winning hit from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He also penned the 1980s all-star hit, That's What Friends Are For. Burt Bacharach was 94 years old. All right, celebrating 50 years of women flying in the U.S. Navy, that's next. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Finally tonight, this year's Super Bowl will be history-making. For the first time ever, the pregame flyover will be piloted by an all-female crew. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports. 
racing skyward. We're flying with Lieutenant Peggy Dente as she gets ready for Super Bowl Sunday when she'll be buzzing State Farm Stadium right after the national anthem. Have you done a flyover before? I have not. No, it's my first one. Small stage for a first flyover. Yeah, no pressure. Nervous? You know, I think it'd be crazy if you weren't a little bit nervous, but a little bit of nerves keeps you honest, keeps you humble, keeps you focused on the mission. The four-fighter flyover will be an all-woman team of seven as the Navy celebrates 50 years of female pilots. In 1973, eight women were the first allowed to enter flight school. Six would earn their wings. Today, women make up about 15% of Navy pilots. Women aviators have taught the Navy that women can do anything that they set their minds to. You know, there's nothing uh, that women aren't capable of. Dente fell in love with aviation as a kid, flying with her dad. Her grandfather flew helicopters in Vietnam, inspiring her to join the Navy. While she showed us her EA-18 Growler can fly plenty fast and upside down, on Sunday, it'll be flying low and slow. We're all wing women here. A team showing the world how women roll. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Luke Air Force Base, Arizona. That is awesome, and I am cheering them on. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.